0: From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm your host, Sarah Smith. Today on the pod, Pi. More specifically, UW Tacoma's annual Pi Party. What began as a thank you event for staff after the campus moved to its current location in 1997 become a yearly tradition, where faculty continue to celebrate UW Tacoma staff with their home-baked treats. Somewhere along the way, it also became somewhat of a friendly competition. We join associate professor Jim Gowell, known by many as the Susan Lucci of pies, as he prepares to fight for the pie day title.
1: So I have done this for 20 years straight, and I have won once. I had the I had the dubious honor of, of being dubbed by Mike Allen as the Susan Lucci of pies because I came in second so many times. I believe the only reason I won, because I usually win by, you know, people win by like a vote or something like that. My parents came to visit for Thanksgiving and so they came to the pie party and that's... Uh, I believe why I want. These are just cookies, so this thing makes several things that have cookie crumb crust. So yeah, so in this case, it's instead of rolling out pie dough, it's cookie crumbs, and then you add butter, which is always a good start, and it makes a somewhat easier, kind of. Uh, Thing to, or pie crust to make. I learned how to make pie crust from my grandmother who had a very uncomplex way to do it. So, And she was kind of old school, no money, so you make pie crusts with flour, salt, uh, Crisco, and water. That's it. That's all that goes in there. So. I like to bake. It's definitely my thing. Uh, I, I like to cook all around, but baking, I, don't know, I, I like sweets too. So that isn't hurt um but yeah i like to bake kind of learn from my grandmother and well sort of because my grandmother was one of those people was like all right grandma tell me how you make this right that I really like she's like oh you put in a you know it was the pinch of this or a little bit of that or something i'm like come on grandma i'm a scientist i'm gonna have to explain that a little bit so yeah so eventually we kind of translated her her measurements into my measurements so, making the cookie crumb crust, which is very hard to say. Um, so yeah, uh, it's basically just some sort of, a lot of times it's just like graham crackers and butter and maybe a little sugar. In this case, it's cookie biscoff cookies. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see my grandmother very often because um, didn't we, our family didn't have much money and they lived back in Baltimore and we lived in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So when we got to go back later on, when I was in college actually, that's when I went back to visit her with my whole Ultimate Frisbee team and uh so we would play tournaments down because i was in new england and she lived down in uh north carolina at that point um and so we went down and stayed all my whole team like stayed with her and my aunt and played ultimate frisbee and then she would give us some like actually teach some kind of teach some recipes and then kind of help out because I was really slow at making things and I had to cook for, you know, 15 people. So, kind of got into it there and then visited some more. And so it was really nice, kind of a way to bond bond with my grandmother. So, yeah, and she's really, really good cook at anything. When I was growing up in Baltimore, so that's where my whole family was basically from, They would, uh, she would, the things I remember is um, we used to get blue crabs and things before blue crabs were trendy. Um, So they used to be poor man's food back in the day. Um, And uh, one of our relatives had a place right down in Chesapeake Bay, had a dock out there. So we'd throw crab traps like off the dock and catch crabs and then she would kill them and freeze them until we had enough. And then we'd have like a Sunday dinner where you'd put newspapers on the table and and boil all the crabs and... So making crab soup and crab cakes and, and uh, boiled crabs, I can do all that stuff. And then uh, she would make, like i biscuits, mostly. <laughs> she would make them so she would give, um, she would make them and my uncle um, lived with my grandmother later on, um, taking care of her. And so my uncle would get the top half of the biscuits and her dog. So she always had these dogs that she would pick up as strays and then they would end up being the biggest burliest dogs afterwards because she would feed them like people food like home scratch made people food all the time so the dog look always looked like a barrel on legs by the time like they had been there for a while so the dog would get the bottom half of the biscuits and my uncle would get the top half of all the biscuits that she made she used to make this thing I could never do it for sure Um, she would make uh, what we called um, black walnut Her black walnut roll. So again, sort of cheap stuff. We had a black walnut tree in where her house was, and so they almost they kind of have a green husk on the outside, and the walnuts on the inside. That sort of the shell part of the walnut. Um, But whenever you mess with them, they turn your hands totally black. So it was you know sort of I think it was my grandfather's job to. Go out and when they started to fall off the tree, he would just rake them into the driveway. And then as people would come in with like pull into the driveway, they would roll over them and crush the outer shell part because they're super hard nuts too. So you can't really break the nut itself. So they would basically break off the older stuff, and he would go out and kind of pick out the nuts and set them downstairs until winter, when he had time. Then he would sit downstairs with a beer and. Um, crack walnut shells with a vice because that's kind of what you had to do they're really freaking hard so and so once he'd done enough of that my grandmother and other well it depends on what she was making she made one i don't know you'd probably call it like rugula or something where it would have this kind of rolled dough where she and aunts or, or her sisters or relatives or whatever would come over and she had this old enamel top metal table in the kitchen and you would basically slowly stretch this dough out until you could more or less read a newspaper through it. And then like roll up a mix of um, these black walnuts and other things in there. And like, It would take her like all day to make this and then it would last, you know, like two hours before, <laughs> by the time it was eaten. But the thing about this is that it's more like, I feel like regular pies, it's a little more forgiving because it still all works you know even if it doesn't roll out pretty or whatever you can still like mash it into the pie plate and it still works fine um, this thing like if the whipped cream doesn't do what it's supposed to do or something along those lines like that you can't do anything about it i've done the decorations on some of the pies before where you take extra dough and you cut leaves or like little things out of them and yeah it looks pretty until like 5 seconds into the party and then it's all gone so to make sure I remember to double up everything. I learned that nutmeg comes in a shelf that you have to break off. The first time I was, like, grading one of these, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. and then you finally break through and you're like, Oh. <laughs> oh. cheese, pumpkin, vanilla, ginger, cool. Gently fold. Sure. This is definitely one of those things where you're like, you know, this, is, this can't actually turn bad. It could come out less pretty. <laughs> That's very likely with me at the home, but um, as far as like, taste, I'm pretty sure that you can't go around here. So this gets frozen, and then it gets stopped with whipped cream, and, and then that's, that's it.
0: Thank you to our guests, and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.